Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Think Movie Show. My name is Francisco and I am joined with Brian Prado. And today we're going to be reviewing Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Marvel's latest movie that came out. We were both very excited. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to be re reviewing that today and we're going to be getting into our most recent watches. Um, so starting off today, Brian, the question, did you like Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I did. Yes. Short answer, I did. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for a little over two years now, mm -hmm. and our thoughts and opinions on Marvel have, what's the word, diminished? I think that's our, the perfect word to describe it. Our opinions on the entire franchise. Yeah. I've been really just less interested, if you <laughs> couldn't tell, by <laughs> reviews or yeah. non-reviews when we, when francisco reviewed thor love and thunder i just didn't watch the movie yeah i didn't i, watch I, the movie. I spoiled the entire movie for you yeah on the podcast and usually i'm not i'm not a fond of spoilers so like if you haven't seen it, i'm like i'm not gonna say anything because i want you to experience it i was like please do not see this movie let me tell you exactly what happened basically yeah uh we saw the trailer for this movie and we thought you know what <laughs> I, I, okay now i thought i was i'm gonna give this one a shot Dude, i remember it was like right after our review yeah and that trailer came out and i sent it to you on twitter and i said all right i'm back in i said yeah. all right this trailer convinced it me to go watch right this movie after the, yeah i remember yeah. Thor: love and thunder but so funny so hypocritical of us but <sighs> okay listen yeah <laughs> listen yeah when the factory gets rusty you need yeah. to put some oil in that thing and that's yeah. what they did with you need some movie. criticism you yes. need to if you're working in the factory and your boss is getting just mean boring you gotta you gotta take a strike yeah you gotta you strike it up um but yeah i think seeing that trailer invoked i mean i guess maybe because it was the the Bob Marley and the Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. How beautiful it sounded. It was and the it, visuals. It just looked good. I, I it, This is the first time I saw a trailer and I saw the cinematography and I saw everything and I thought to myself, wait, did they take their time on this one? Did they adequately put the tools necessary for, the, for this movie to look good and not just use a soundstage with green screen? I, this looks real. This looks good. And yes, the I answer was is shocked. Yes. I was shocked. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in. And then, you know, you know, the, the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, I didn't really know how this movie would turn out. No one did. I don't even think they did. Um, I don't know if you heard about the rewrite to the script, the original screenplay. Do you know what it was about? I didn't. It was about, or I don't. Yeah, it was, um, it was about Ryan Coogler was saying he was interviewed and he was saying that. Wakanda Forever or just Black Panther 2 was going to be about Chadwick Boseman's character, um, Black Panther, King T'Challa, dealing with this sense of lost time because he was blipped for five years. How Wakanda adapted to his to his loss, how the world around him changed those five years, and it was him grieving time that he lost. He lost five years of his life, um, and that was what the movie was going to be about. And I don't know who was, I think Namor, Namor was always going to be in this movie, but other elements of the movie, I don't think we're going to be there. And just the huge amount of, not just responsibility, but just like Ryan Coogler basically was put Marvel on his back and said, you know what? Let me, I got you. Let me, let me take care of this for you because 
this is, I don't know, probably one of the most impossible tasks, I feel like, because of the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, when you when you first, I don't know, when you first saw maybe like the opening act of the movie, did you feel like it was, oh, no, this is definitely rewritten or this is definitely not meant with, like, did it feel natural to you as well? It I'm did feel natural. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think the passing of Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. it's, it's a strong, like the the first five minutes of this movie pulled on your heartstrings. Yeah, man. It's, like, it's, yeah. From the characters in the movie mm-hmm. passing of their brother, their son, to your feelings of, no, this in real life person passed away. Yeah. Those two kind of collide, but not in a, in a way that it hurts the film. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's in a weird way. I don't know how to describe this. doesn't happen often. Um, right. Yeah. I think uh, again, spoilers. I don't know if we mentioned this at the top of the book. Oh, yeah. There's going to be spoilers, spoilers for kind of forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been out for a month. So yeah. we've let it marinate a little bit. Um, but I think I put this on my letterbox review. It's rare when art and kind of reality mesh together so beautifully. Um, it's like I'm talking about Wakanda Forever and how Ryan Coogler took the screenplay and adapted his story, adapted the story of the Black Panther and molded it to not only create a good movie, but to create something that honored Chadwick Boseman and something that honored that mantle and the sacrifice that, that he made. Uh, I think this is just all world-class. I don't know. Cause people usually say that in sports, but this is like world-class filmmaking at like, you know, whenever you make something artistic, reality is something that you kind of check in on when you write a script or you're making something art wise but it shouldn't be at the forefront, but to have those things mesh together so well, it's, it's impossible. So yeah. I, I really don't understand how this movie was, was good. You know, I was fully expecting it to be like, all right, maybe it's just a visually, it's just visually stunning. And you know, there's some problems, but and this movie's good. Like I, I was genuinely shocked, um, how good it was. What I, really surprised me was the pacing of the movie. Yeah. There's not a, like a, Maybe one or two yeah. slight miss moments, but that doesn't hurt the film in entirety. Yeah. This movie, I, I didn't feel anything, any slow moments. Yeah. I was just cruising. It was very fun. Yeah. And I felt like that's not it's hard to do nowadays yeah, in, in a Marvel movie. It is. Since they do have this sort of formula that they stick to that gets very stale after a while and this yeah. felt very fresh yeah um a lot of the action scenes uh which honestly there's not that many of no and i think it it's better for the film yeah i think a lot of the moments where characters are just talking to each other yeah really uh add to the pace of the movie exactly. right yeah yeah you get that excellent writing from yeah. Uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. He, I think he did the screenplay for it, right? He, yeah. he did everything, almost everything for for this movie. It's crazy. Um, and, and Those moments, I feel, are some of the best in yeah. the last yeah. five to ten years, maybe. I don't I don't know. Uh, there, there's something about this movie mm-hmm. uh, where it's the writing, 
the meshed with the score. The score is meshed phenomenal. With the visuals, yeah, everything just comes together to create this excellent piece of art. <laughs> yeah, that's. I I know it sounds like I'm reviewing a movie for the first time. No, but then, no, this is like a but, Marvel movie that we're talking about. You exactly. know, like giving these like it's so funny because like literally five months ago we were like I fuck it like Marvel sucks man, and just for us to be using these adjectives and for us to be like complimenting this movie this way is everything feels like it was made for the love of the art and to honor chadwick boseman yeah when i tell you the score man oh, oh my god. god it's they're in their career but here's the thing black Panther, the first black Panther oh, yeah. score was phenomenal score too, right? yeah i think it, i think it won best score oh no i think it did it won best score and um this one i think it might be better i think I it like is this. better yeah I, a, a lot of it has more uh color in, in the mm -hmm. first one you get this a lot of percussion work yeah and this there's more synths there is there's yeah. a lot more honestly poppy elements mm -hmm. um yeah the soundtrack is there's easy. a soundtrack yeah. to it too that kind yeah. of meshes with the score mm -hmm. it's it's this cohesive thing yeah that and then in something that was so chaotic in pre-production like yeah, it's so it's, crazy yeah. you know that's why that's why i'm most impressed about this movie um, you mentioned pacing earlier. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to talk about pacing because this movie um, is long. This movie is nearly three hours. Isn't it like two hours and 45 something. The pacing for me, um, whenever people say it's something is slow, it's always a negative, right? But there's sometimes pacing that is slower for, for a purpose, for yeah. a reason. And... I did feel the pacing is slow, but for a good reason. I felt like the actors, the characters were having to deal with this grief, right? And you felt the grief, the loss throughout the whole movie. Even if it even if it was something unrelated to Chadwick or anything, you felt it in the filmmaking, in the score, and the first Black Panther is like it's a a, a conventional screenplay. It's a very well told one. Mm -hmm. And it's it gets it gets moving. It's moving. This one is slower. You you see Lupita Nyong'o's character looking at waves and just breathing in, even if it's unrelated to Chadwick. It's just this movie just takes its time. And it I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with how Ryan Coogler was feeling during the filmmaking yeah. process of of dealing with this loss and and I think having the respect of having the actors also deal with that throughout the making of this movie and it just felt like we were on this journey with these characters things were happening while they're dealing with this loss and you felt it in the pace you felt it where it was like all right let's just take a deep breath and let's just go on let's just move on right there's and, moments in this in this movie where they could go the conventional route and yeah oh, all out action scene mm -hmm. uh specifically the scene where in a more comes out of the water yeah and uh he's he meets the uh the princess shuri and uh what's her name ramonda the, the mother yeah uh, queen mother yes uh, what a phenomenal fucking scene bro i love that scene. moments like those where it's like okay some shit's about to go down yeah but they're Nothing just happened. talking they're just talking it's having a conversation and they're building the plot yeah and it's because that's what that's what i'm saying it melts so together because what queen mother and shuri are doing queen mother is worried about shuri because shuri's trying to be a workaholic right now she's trying to suppress her emotions of that loss and they're together and unprotected and she's just her queen mother's trying to be vulnerable with shuri and then this namor comes out of the water and it's just like danger sense of danger 
you that that grief that loss that you were feeling put that shit to the side right now because this guy how did he get into wakanda i don't know and he's just like my enemy's coming no more um i'm the god servant this is what's happening and it's it just like whoa like this weird tone shift you're like what the fuck's going on and just the way all those tones meshes together you're like should i trust this guy and again pushing that grief to the side because the whole movie that's what sherry's doing she doesn't want to deal with the fact that she lost her brother she lost her father like these are things that sherry is trying to push deep down so whenever in the like we're gonna get to this later but whenever she does get to her ancestral plane like all these moments add up like that's the reason why you see fucking michael b jordan there you know it's like killmonger like that's the reason why you see him so like these tiny moments it's just i don't i don't know how they did it man like that's that's the whole movie, I was just like, I don't know how you score. did it, Coogler. The score. I, I want to talk about the score. Yeah. The score's so beautiful, especially is, the moments man. underwater with, with Namor and, and, Namor, and their, their entire like civilization. I it's know. fucking beautiful. Dude, that song, it's, I think it's Con La Brisa. Yeah, I know what uh, you're talking about. Dude, it's... The moment where Shuri goes so, underwater, right? So fire, bro. It's like... Uh, the the moment where they finally Sherry goes underwater, like they yeah. fucking go really deep underwater yeah. to the to this new world, basically. Yeah. And these like synths kind of come in, and it's like uh, you ever play Mario and you get into like a water level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that typical water level Mario uh, music. Yeah. It, it was kind of like that for this movie, but and then it kind of meshed with mm-hmm. the song yeah i love that yeah that was great i yeah. fucking love that man yeah. i i think i think what like you said the cohesiveness of the soundtrack and the score all and the work, visuals and the visuals all working together um and then on top of that you add on the acting in this movie yes it's just phenomenal like i remember i talked about angela bassett in the trailer yeah right queen mother mm-hmm. um and how she's like you don't you obviously don't know who she's talking to in the trailer right um how uh uh oh my god i can't uh her name uh okoye mm-hmm. okoye right how okoye is literally getting banished from or just being put aside from her position of being like the general of wakanda's army right and so in the trailer you don't know who she's talking to but that scene is so fucking like it hurts me to see that scene like it was so sad how okoye is like let me go let me go get Shuri back. Let me do this for my country. And just Queen Mother is slowly just like, you're stripped of your rank. You are being dismissed from general. It's like, and then Akoya goes on her knees and is like, please let me give everything I have. Let me give my life to find this thing. To find Shuri and to find this yeah, place. And then Queen Mother's performance right there. Oh my God. I have given everything. That oh, was great. Like just like, oh, you've given everything. Like, no, I lost my son, my husband. And my daughter is kidnapped by the enemy. I have given everything for this country. So, like, don't tell me that you've given everything. Like, you went against my orders. I told you not to take Shuri. And what did you say? Let's take Shuri. Like, just... Moments like those are scattered throughout the film. Powerful shit. And so, when you do eventually get to, to the passing of Queen Mother, dude, it's just, like, Shuri just, like, all that emotion's coming out of her. It's like, dude, that's... 
There's some powerful shit, man. Like I didn't think that was going to happen. I me gotta neither, be real man. I was like, whoa. Dude, Namor is ruthless as fuck. Dude, dude. let's talk about Namor. Let's talk about Namor because Tenoch Huerta is one of my favorite actors working to get now. Like, just all of his interviews are so insightful. I haven't seen any interviews. Uh, this is my first time seeing him. Yeah, well, because he was in, like, some, I think, Narcos and, uh, like, Solid Small stuff. So I didn't really know okay. him. I didn't really know him until this. I, then I started taking a deep dive into interviews, all this stuff. He's one of my favorite one of my favorite actors just behind the scenes, but it's, he's such a good, he plays such a good villain. He's so villain slash villain slash ally. anti-hero ally. He's that's why I say villain because There's like you understand this character, you understand him. Wow. thousand percent. And, um, just the way he, as an actor makes subtle decisions, how he uses beats correctly and how, uh, like certain things where, like like I said before, in that first meeting with Shuri and Queen Mother, mm-hmm. and he's like, they they call him I I I can't pronounce like what they actually call him like his people call him. It, it was in Spanish. Was um, like, no, it was like in like Mayan or something. Mayan? Like, I like so like oh some old, um, ancient language, and then he'll say like that's what my people call me, and then he does like this slight head tilt, and he's like, but my enemies call me no more. Oh, and it's just yeah, like, no, like Cucu or something Alcan, like that. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want to butcher it, but like Cucu Alcan. Yeah. And yeah. But just the way he says, "But my enemies call me no more." And <laughs> it's just like this gravitas that he brings to this man. It's so elegant and it's so threatening at times, but it's also very, like the way he treats Shuri when he first gets there and he talks about his people and he's so protective of his people. And you're like, okay, yeah, this leader is good. But then he's like, so we got to take out this person. Who so I want to destroy yeah. the entire world. Yeah, yeah. so join me. <laughs> and it's he's such a good villain for Sherry because of what the world has done to Sherry, right? She is in a, such a vulnerable place because of what the world has done. Mm-hmm. The world has taken her brother, this sickness that she couldn't help. Um, Wakanda is now at a vulnerable place where people are trying to get their uh, resources, vi- vibranium, yep. right? And the world is caving into shuri and here comes this god he calls himself a mutant this is the first time a mutant has been used in mc right so he's like i'm a mutant i'm i'm my people call me the serpent god right and telling her exactly what she feels right this rage that she has it's like let's take over the world and and she is like but we can't do that obviously we can't because it's immoral and everything and like this is what i'm gonna do with my for my people i just hope you can join us and hope we don't have to take you down also so she's caught in this dilemma right the same thing that t'challa is with killmonger right t'challa is obviously more has his dilemma because his father lied to him right and that's the whole the 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 tragedy right like kind of this grandiose play of like my father lied to me the sins of the father right that's that's basically the tone of this and this is more of like internal struggle sure he's he's having to go through Mm -hmm. um but Tenoch Huerta just brings such gravitas to this role, man. There's a, there's a certain vibrance yeah. that he brings. Yeah. Color. Yeah. I I don't know how to explain it. It's, mm-hmm. There's a lot of brightness in this movie. Yeah, it's rich. It's rich. There you go. Yeah. That's the word. It, it's, it's rich. It's rich in character. Yes, yeah, layered. And when you when you go into underwater scenes and you see their civilization, you this could this could have been a movie. 10 or 15 years ago yeah. about this just this entire civilization yeah and people would have loved it yeah i feel like it deserves more screen time oh uh, yeah in terms of like another movie i, I yeah. hope i don't know um, i think he he'll, he'll definitely be back i mean 
Judging by the end of the movie, like man, d- my, you know. okay, I'm gonna get to my favorite scene. My, one yeah. of my favorite. Let's scenes talk about favorite scenes. Actually, is when he goes. It was after the conversation mm-hmm. where they finally get Sherry back oh, to yeah. uh, uh, back to her. Um, uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character, Nakia. Yeah, she Nakia. rescues her. Yeah. They, they rescue her, and I think it's his daughter is talking to her, talking to him, and he, she's like. You you let her in here. They oh. know where we are. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was a do- one of the people that she's like yeah. one, one of her right. Like, cause he has two people, right? Yeah, he has two. The guy and the girl. Oh, it might be his daughter. I, I think it's his daughter. Okay, then yeah. And he's like, hey, no, she's like, hey, they know where we are. Yeah. And it didn't look good yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they were leaving. Yeah, they just killed someone. They can come back here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he's like, you're right. You're right. Fuck. No. Okay. And he like gets uh. He like get, puts his costume on with the yeah this his his whole attire his, his whole like whole, war attire yeah, yeah his whole war attire and he gives this speech <sighs> but like as he's coming down the score the score dude is phenomenal it really is man. it's it's menacing yeah in in like an old fashioned superhero type of way yeah where they it's big it's, it's big like it's mean, grandiose yeah yeah where a lot of superhero uh villains now a lot of it's more subtle yeah you don't really get the menacing scores or just like you get a lot of strings with thanos and stuff like that but yeah yeah, but this felt like yeah he means his shit he wants to destroy the world if you're not with him you're fucking against him no yeah and he's keeping his promise yeah he's gonna destroy the fucking world right that entire sequence where he's giving the speech and the score is happening and and like I said, the 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 visuals are striking. It's it's yeah. very colorful underwater. Yeah, and they shot underwater. They held their breath for like six minutes at a time. Like they serious? trained. Yeah, they trained to hold their breaths. Like one of the interview, like of the two, of the two people with Namor, like the daughter and the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying, yeah, like we trained to hold our breath for six minutes. And I was like, they shot underwater. It's like you could tell. Like this is not one of those practical effects where. They kind of just suspend them in air yeah. and stuff like no, this they're underwater. And um I think it's all, all the well better for it. Like obviously CGI and stuff like that is great for movies, but you can just this is real, man. That they're was in one the of water. My moments. Yeah. And like the way he's written, he keeps his fucking promises. Oh, like yeah. whenever Angela he's talking to Angela Bassett and she's like trying to like, Can I get my daughter back? And he's like, We will, but like you have to He's so polite. You no, know, he's so polite. He's like, you have to. He's like, we have your daughter. We're treating her very treating well. Treating her very well, all that stuff. But then he's like, he he goes right up to her and he's like, and if you don't, I'm gonna fucking kill her, <laughs> right? He's like menacing. He's like, I'm going to kill her where she stands, right? Brutal. And fuck, dude, whenever he goes to war and he goes to Wakanda, literally keeps his promise. Like every everyone's talking about the scene where he where he eventually drowns Queen Mother, Queen Mother, right? And Sherry's crying, and he literally stone cold tells Sherry. Be- like bury your wo- uh oh tend to your wounded bury your loss like you're queen now and just dips and it's like fuck like just what a menacing guy literally like, i'll be back here with my army that's yeah, like no, yeah 10 times as big tend so. to your tend to your wounded uh grieve your losses you're queen now see you later like that's my message to you this is what I, the fuck i can do just that whole action sequence when he's flying and shit like that yeah. looks so good. Just, I don't know, man. This this movie, not because I'm not going to be like one of those, like, I'm going to watch everything Marvel does again. But it just reminded me, like you said before, it reminded me of like Phase 2 
phase three marvel like the winter soldier guardians of the galaxy vibes where holy shit they like they they care about these movies and they're just they're making good shit right they're they're focusing on on the screenplay they're focusing on on how they shoot the filmmaking the action sequences I, i like that the conflict between these two um civilizations yeah are the main part of the film i mm-hmm. i feel like this could have been yeah. actually yeah kind of set to the side yeah right you yeah. get neymar mm-hmm. as a little subplot but no it's the entire film and, and yeah. i like that for it i'm gonna get to some criticisms yeah yeah of, of the film which i think uh we haven't talked about actually we haven't a part of the movie we haven't talked about yeah. uh that's probably a reason why we haven't talked about it <laughs> the, the entire uh subplot, subplot of iron heart yeah I feel like was it just a little bit shoehorned yeah. in there. That was definitely Marvel. Like, okay, let's include Ironheart in here. Really? Think I so? think it was. I, I think know it. nothing about Ironheart. Me neither. I mean, like, I know of her like through the comics. Like, I know she's like turned into Iron Man, like or turned to Ironheart basically. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought that when the pacing did feel like okay, it is. This isn't slow. This is just like oh, this kind of feels out of place. It does, right? But because it's exciting, it's ex- it, it's exciting. It's cool, right? But. That's where I would own. That's the only criticism I have of maybe Namor's character. Not even Namor's character because he's a villain. So I'm I'm only seeing him like, oh, he's an antihero, whatever. Yeah. He's a fucking villain, right? Because he's like, let's kill this person. Oh, it's a child. Let's kill this child. Yes, that right? that that part got when I was watching. I was like, okay, he's a villain. Obviously, it, it's like they needed that. It's like yeah. this, this whole idea of like, well, I'm gonna kill the scientist. Yeah, he's like, okay, don't kill the scientist why they're taking my resources like well because that's moral okay now we're gonna go to war together yeah and that part that's the only reason why Eh. shuri's character was so easily swayed to not go with him because if you don't include ironheart and the people who created this machine were the french because the french were the ones at the very beginning of the movie trying to steal this fucking vibranium that's where they were on that ship that whole action sequence on the ship where the um Namor's people go onto the ship and they all fucking fly, fly so out. So good. So good. So like, it. holy shit, what the it. fuck's happening? Um, it's the, the the French people. Like, they're the ones that are like, trying to investigate vibranium. And so, if the like, if a country or like multiple countries created this device, now it's like, it makes it more of an impact where it's mm-hmm. like, Namor, let's take over the world. That was one of the first sequences. Yeah. The French are, are coming in, they open yeah. the thing. Yeah. And then they get their ass kicked. Literally. Great. Great. See, and oh then, my, it already establishes who like the enemies are. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when they have that hearing and Queen Mother's like, yeah, we got these soldiers. These soldiers are you guys, are you guys, you guys are the ones trying to investigate us. Mm-hmm. This is peace. I, I'm doing this as a sign of mercy. Don't fuck with us. Cause, and that's the tone I wanted throughout the whole movie where it's like don't fuck with the Wakandas and then Namor is like exactly let don't let them fuck with us so then Shuri would have been more I don't know if she would have been more because it's obviously like Killmonger was like let's take over the world but he was a fucking villain like he did yeah. some bad shit if Namor wasn't like let's kill this kid this scientist let's, and we're just like let's take over the world yeah, because look at what they did because, it, because you get that from the, the flashback sequences when he comes up from the water yeah. and realizes his people are yeah by the Spaniards. By the Spaniards, they're they're, yeah. they're slaves basically, yeah. and he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Okay, yeah. my only instinct is to kill these colonizers. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, colonizers. And you already get that. So, uh, get that idea of 
well, I know nothing but killing my enemies, yeah. so let me just do that again. Yeah. And yeah. So that's already established. And he said he's been around for thousands of years, exactly. right? And he's like, I've tried everything. Mm -hmm. This is the only way for us to, to be secure. They have this machine underwater. My people are going to be discovered. Yeah. Help us, because then Wakanda's next. Yes. And if it's them against the world. The world, and the world is fighting both of them. But even though Shuri's kind of like, well, I don't want to destroy yeah. the entire world. I yeah. think that's. That's, that's exciting. That's exciting. That's, that's rich. Because that's what it ultimately ends up being. Because Ironheart is just kind of like in the side. Like she's just like, hey, yeah. comedic relief, which is great. She's a she's a cool character. Yeah, but like she's cool. But like, I don't think this was the introduction. I see her. what they're trying to do with her. Yeah, I do. It, it, you know what it felt like? Spider-Man. It did. It did feel like Spider-Man. It felt like Spider-Man yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, she's her and Spider-Man are probably gonna be like in the younger Avengers or whatever with you know, Haley Steinfeld's mm -hmm. character is a Hawkeye. So that oh. felt that part felt exciting to me, but yeah, uh, yeah. out of place. Out of place. Out of place. It felt like another movie. Yeah, out of place. But I think that's my only criticism of the movie. Um, I have one more. Oh, one more. Yes. So the movie looks phenomenal. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. The first uh, two hours uh -huh. are amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first five minutes where it's the top view of. The funeral scene and yeah. they're all around the, the yeah celebrating oh not i mean mourning but kind of like in celebration yes and then it gets uh his casket gets shot up into what is that i don't like know, the spaceship the spacecraft. spaceship right yeah. and they're all celebrating they they have like this party like celebrating his life mm. beautiful sequences yeah i mean just amazing i didn't, I didn't think this was fucking possible man yeah uh this un underwater scenes are great they're they, mm. They're so vibrant. Yeah. Well, being underwater. Oh, yeah. it's 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 great. And then the last thirty minutes. Uh, the you were talking about the big battle. The big battle. I got you. I didn't see when you talk about the green screen. I, I that looked. Yeah. Okay. Green screen because it was the ship. Just, the ship battle or like the the ship battle. I got you. It was just ship, water, what? sky. Sky. It felt. Yeah. <laughs> that's more of like. Well, what can you do? Like. I, you can, they're marvel i don't that, know that's true they Look, can get a ship and actually place it in in the middle of the ocean yeah, somewhere that's true like SZA did it for her album yeah, cover. yeah come on now like yeah I, I i i think i can agree with you because i think the only yeah these people are flying around everywhere and i was like there's okay just, there's just someone was like, yeah no i, I can't see that just, just tiny yeah like one of my um pet peeves with not pet peeves but like one of my critiques of the first black panther is the the, the battle sequence at the very end is like is not 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 necessarily Killmonger and Black Panther, but the whole the whole battle, yeah. right? That like it does kind of look janky a little bit, mm -hmm. right? That's like that Marvel. Hey, we gotta get this shoot rolling. Let's yeah. do. Let's use like a blue screen all around. Let's mm -hmm. use this ship. Let's use a little bit of the pool water, and we're good. Mm -hmm. right? Because they're actually in the water. Yeah. And it's, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. But then like if you just look vast, because yeah. it, it's a vast ocean. It's just plain. If there's some clouds in there, if they just made something <laughs> like like yeah. I don't know, like building like. It's, few little buildings but no yeah. they're literally in the middle of the ocean yeah and it just felt yeah no i, I, I feel you i, I could have no i'm not nah, gonna say nah. that i'm not gonna say i could have rendered that but nah. i just said it i could have feel you but uh, i really like the the brutalness and the gruesome fight between shuri and yeah. namor at the very end because mm -hmm. all those punches hurt right and usually when battles happen whether it's captain america or iron man like they get hit and stuff but I felt it in this mm -hmm. one. I, the sound design, the sound mixing. It's like no you, more, man. He's, every punch, he's not holding back. Every stab, everything was like, oh, shit. This is hurting them both. Mm -hmm. They are both getting fucked up. 
and I love that whole end sequence, like that whole fight sequence between them two. Mm-hmm. The battle sequence, I could, yeah, I understand. Like that's not my favorite part either, right? People flying around, shit like that. How Nakia's also like flying around and stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I do love that the the just the brutal nature of that fight scene between Shuri and Namor. Um, how she just. She's uh, she's thinking I'm gonna kill this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill this guy. I'm gonna kill their fucking people because what they did it to my mom, which is like, I'm not gonna say understand, but it's like yo, like do what I, you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? And that whole sequence where like finally Queen Mother talks to her in the ancestral plane, like show show them who we are, right? And it's like okay, like I'm not gonna kill you. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, right? Um, that whole scene is great. Um, I I loved when he stabs her and he goes. I need water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. part, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk it, like yeah. limping back dude. to the ocean. Yeah. I love that part. I need water. I love that shit too. But um, I will say this. They talk about em- it's an emotional movie. I, I was emotional. I didn't cry. The mid credit scene got me in tears. That shit was not fair. That shit wasn't fair at all. That shit got me. Yeah. I will admit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I... <laughs> I shed a tear in the first five minutes. No, no, the it's first. No, talking about when we're crying. No, no, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but like the first five. exactly because I thought it was gonna be a mess where I was sad throughout the movie. I was like the first, like okay, yeah, I'm very sad right now. This is very beautiful, yeah. sad. I was just like, no, yeah. stop. I was just yeah. like, stop, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. But that end sequence with Shuri and 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 Nakia. Yeah. And the reveal that they have a son, and like that's why I wasn't at the funeral. Um, and then she asks, like, didn't did mom did mama see it? And did mama see him? And she's like, yeah, she did. That's the kind of that. That's why she was gonna tell her before, but they got interrupted or something, and and Namor came up. Uh, but you have a funny name. You have a funny name. Like it's just that whole sequence, and is like talking about how like that's why that's one of the main reasons I talk about how Ryan Coogler created this art that meshed with reality so well, where Chadwick didn't tell anyone about his uh cancer and how that affected him how he prepared his family for him but not like the rest of the world kind of it was like a bombshell for us like what the fuck how cancer like he had cancer for this long and and how like nakia was saying yes he prepared us for his death like didn't he and like he he she talked to him and she's like yep yes he prepared us for his death but he didn't want anyone else to know right and it's like that whole and he's just like he has the best smile that little kid has the biggest and best smile and it's just that whole part got me i also have another name yeah yeah charla king King t'challa and it's just it it it, it invoked like the whole i guess like i was like sure like just suppressing those emotions and just all fucking came out at that very end i was like i told savvy my girlfriend that time uh, i was watching it and i was like that wasn't fair that wasn't fair at all. Like I was doing pretty good, yeah. and that shit kind of just—I was—I was like, just hitting my my arm. No, like, oh, stop, 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 please, please, please. Um, because the whole movie, it, yeah. Because you do get it in the first, literally the, the first, first scene. The first, it's scene. bookended by these emotional scenes of oh, Chadwick. Fuck, you get it, and you're like, you can breathe for the rest of the movie because yeah. it's just like it—it's it, the movie. Yeah. And then the last scene is like, there, there, here it comes again. I know. It's and back, she, and she's just staring out into the ocean. That and part got me. That like the the that's where the movie is phenomenal, right? Because we have the critiques of the movie 
And yeah. is it a perfect movie? Absolutely not. No. Um, but I think these moments, these subtle moments in this, in this piece of art that was dealt with a bad hand, tragedy, rewrites, all this stuff, how these moments in these movies are just so beautiful. Like for me, it's like, this is a great film. Like I, I, I know, I understand that there's flaws. Like it's not a perfect movie, but to me, it's, it's rare when, when movies can do this stuff and do it well and do it respectfully and honor people. And it's just like, what can I say? This yeah, is just there, a, there's a lot of love and care in this movie. And yeah. You can tell and that, that's what helps it. Yeah. That, that's all I need for movies. Yeah. If you have love and care for the craft, it'll show. Mm-hmm. And this one popped out on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, we gave like what kind of forever rave reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. If we haven't seen it, it's still in, still in theaters. It's more like one of my out. favorite villains. Oh my god, him and like Loki is up there, obviously, because Loki. He just looks cool too. Namor is one of my favorite characters now. Like yeah. I is, love. Is it bias? Him. It's bias. It, I love him. There's a little bit bias. Tenoch Huerta. Yeah. I, oh yeah, dude, I love Tenoch Huerta. Like if you're listening to this, bro. Thank you, man. That shit was that was a beautiful performance, man. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Beautiful performance. Um, but yeah, that's our review of Wakanda Forever. Go check it out in theaters. We spoiled it, so you know. If watch it again if you watch want. it again, dude. Watch it again. It's so good. Um, it'll probably be on Disney Plus soon. I don't know when. So I don't know. This movie's making a lot. It of It is money. making a lot of money. So go see it. Actually, I recommend you seeing it in the movie theater. There's I don't, so many time spots where you, dude. If you look at Elmo Draft House, it's yeah. like at least seventeen. Yeah, that's true. It was really easy getting a ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It wasn't hard. Yeah, so definitely go check out Black Pan- Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. We give it rave reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, first time in a long time we gave a rave review for a Marvel movie. Um, but yeah, moving on to our most recent watches. What have you been watching? <sighs> We're talking about World War One today. Yes. Books. Yes. Um, no, but I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Nice. A few days ago. Uh huh. It's about World War One from the Germany's from Germans' perspective, mm-hmm. fighting the French. Uh, this. Movie is a remake off another movie from like the early 1900s. Okay. I think it was a black and white film. Okay. First, uh, the, which is based on a book that came out, written by a veteran soldier from uh, Germany. Okay, from yeah. World War One. Got you. So with that, all that aside, it's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Came out maybe last week. Depends on when you're watching this. Yeah, it was in the award circuit for a while. Late so pe- 2022 came out. Yeah, so people were talking about it. Like. Yeah. Um, I th- I forgot what, what, um, film festival it was at where people were raving about it. People were like, "Oh my gosh, All Quiet on the Western Front." Um, Netflix um has the rights; they're gonna release it. People were talking about it, so I'm glad that it's finally out. It came out October 28th in certain limited theaters. Yeah, and, and now it's on Netflix. It's just on Netflix now. Yeah, like they do with like their, you know, some of the films that they have, like Irishman and Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Limited release, like New York and L.A. So yeah, only if you New li- York and yeah, LA. if you live there, maybe the occasional Austin, Assholes. Texas, or something. I know, man. Guys are so lucky. So We're not gonna get them. Same thing with Tar. Yeah, dude, I've been wanting to watch Tar for the longest time, and it's not gonna. Austin has it for sure. Really? Yeah, because Sergio saw it. I know. Corpus, come on. Corpus, come on. Uh, no, but all quiet. On the Western Front, directed by Edward Berger. I'm okay. sorry for mispronouncing his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, great fucking movie. Let's get that out of the way. All right, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Okay. Uh, when you talk about 
a movie about war. We've had so many. So many. So many movies that <laughs> some can be considered manly bro movies. Not necessarily film bro movies. Yeah. I don't think there's maybe one or two on our on our list. Um I think war is like in a sense masculine. And like, it is and, very masculine. You know what I mean? Like war since from the beginning of time, like it's it's one of those where you know, whether it's World War One, World War Two, where it's like if it's you're a man, yeah, you you're proving yourself. Like, are you going to enlist? Yeah, are you exactly. running away from it? Oh, you you don't want to enlist? Oh, then you're not a man. You're not worthy. So I won't get into spoilers, although yeah. it's it's World War One. <laughs> Am I going to spoil wait, World War wait, One for wait, you? Wait, who wins right now? Wait. Germany loses. Wait, folks. wait, are you serious? <laughs> no way. Um, no, but yeah. I won't get into spoilers, but it has some of my favorite moments of like what you just described uh-huh. about being manly and okay. wanting to enlist. Yeah. And then your world just getting turned upside down once you're mm-hmm. actually in the war. Mm-hmm. It's very anti-war, which is a good thing yeah. <laughs> for this movie because mm-hmm. it is from the Germany's, from Germans' perspective. They, mm-hmm. they lost. They got their ass beat. They surrendered. Um, and it depicts it in a very very graphic way wow almost disturbing it's wow. kind of horrifying at parts uh-huh. it's like you're actually there uh a lot of the technicalities mm-hmm. are phenomenal okay. the sound for instance oh really right off the bat you get this intro scene of just like war stuff happening mm-hmm. germany french and just like little things like bullets hitting, hitting the mud or just whizzing past or just like explosion in the distance Sound is excellent. Nice. It's so good. Either when they're all tucked in a quiet little room talking versus when they're outside and everything's just like everyone's screaming. Yeah. The sound, it does a really, really, really good job. Good job on the sound. Like the sound team mm-hmm. did an amazing job. Nice. The cinematography is also really beautiful. Okay. I don't know if they shot on location or what, but either way, looks phenomenal phenomenal uh cinematography is a1 mm-hmm. performances are all great i don't know any of these these people they're all new to me uh-huh. um they could be german actors i don't know uh um yeah because the cast yeah i think they might be they might be all german yeah, yeah. Uh, oh we have daniel Brühl. daniel Brühl. yeah he's in it it says well he says in the cast i don't know if he's in it maybe a lot mm-hmm. but yeah he's for matthias erzberger Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Daniel Brühl. So that's the only name that I recognize from the cast. Um, what I mean, he's a phenomenal actor, anyway. So, yeah, man. Just the way this movie depicts war, like it's either it, it's very contrasty from its like horrifying depictions mm-hmm. of just like people getting killed, yeah, exploded, yeah, crying, scared for their life. Wow. Versus very quiet moments. Uh huh when let's say they're not in battle they're yeah. by themselves they're trying to find food mm-hmm. um they're they're with their their army and they see like people who are not affiliated with the war and they're like i haven't had human contact like that in like forever wow. can i go talk to like that person and it's just, it's moments like that this movie does a really good job of pacing itself from mm-hmm. from those moments so like you have the really intense graphics but then you also have the slow moments back into the intense action yeah and you realize okay this movie does a very good job in depicting how war really is i've never been in war i don't know this could be fiction no but a a german (laughs) soldier german veteran from world war one wrote this book he wrote this novel wrote the story so i assume it's true and yeah this movie's great uh i think Mm -hmm. you should go out and see it 
Mm-hmm. I, again, I can't really spoil anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, they surrendered, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. Do, you, do you not listen to sixth grade history? <laughs> like they lost. Oh, uh, but yeah, it goes through those moments of just like also like in the background of how war uh, gets handled. Yeah, not by not by the soldiers, but by like either like women like cleaning bloody cloth oh, fuck. of dead soldiers. Yeah, giving them back to the new soldiers who just enlisted. Like that, those moments like that Fuck. carry yeah. this movie yeah. into making you feel just like intense emotion for these characters. Yeah. Man. I think um, I said this to you before the podcast when you were when you were saying you wanted to bring this movie up. I was like, yeah, I like my war, movie, war movies like that where they like kind of are protesting war or they're just, yeah. you know, depicting war in such a way where you're like, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, you know. I think a lot of war movies, the ones that do it right, they're very human and they're very, they show humanity at its worst, humanity at its best. One of my favorite war movies, War When It's Boring, Jarhead. Jarhead, yeah. I love Jarhead, directed by uh, Sam Mendes. Yeah. So like, they do nothing. Yeah. They do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think war, war movies in the war genre, they have this, they have this tendency to sometimes rely on like the masculine traits where it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I need to say my brothers, brothers, my brothers we're, we're, yeah. we're, like we, like Michael Bay. Like I think he made one recently of 13 hours or something like that. Really? Where it's like the Benghazi, the Benghazi talk about Benghazi and okay. stuff. And yeah, like John Christensen's in there. And it's all about like just winning the battle. Let's get everyone home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the good war movies, they focus Obviously, on the brutality of war, but like you said, they they focus on on things that ground us back to reality. These are a lot of times these are kids, these, these are, are children, teenagers, that's these a big are part of the movie. These are eighteen year olds fresh out of just maybe even young. Like it just depends on life experience and everything. They're just young. They They're young, patriotic, patriotic, and what these leaders kind of put them in situations to, you know. To, to to gain ground here to gain ground there but overall it's all dip, very diplomatic and these people are putting these kids in very dangerous like deadly situations where the odds are against them and oh 100% and finding just like the human aspect whether it's like a soldier finding a stray dog and keeping them with them or or like they said the first human to human conversation with someone who's not in uniform and it's just like the, like war movies have this capacity to to be protest movies without being protest movies where they can just depict humanity and be like, wow, I don't want humans to do that. I don't want humans to, to go through that anymore. Um, and you know, like all the good ones do that. And I feel like um, if you're saying this movie does it well, then like I'm super excited. Very well. The score um, is also yeah. fantastic. You get that right away. Nice. Mm-hmm beginning of the movie yeah score is really really great nice um but yeah the sound like everything coupled together when it when everything's amazing yeah it comes together as one amazing thing nice like the sound the uh-huh. cinematography yeah. there's stuff you noticed that's like wow that's very impressive uh-huh and com- like coupled in with the acting the amazing yeah. performances yeah it, it's a it's a really great movie nice especially with its with its story and its themes of war it's yeah unlike a lot of other movies that that try to do the same thing yeah i got you no i mean i mean i'm super excited to see all quiet on the western front it's on netflix if you haven't seen it brian just gave it a super positive review 
I can't wait to see it now. I'm super excited. Um, I saw a different kind of movie. Yeah, you did. Um, I saw Jonah Hill's new documentary. It's a very different yeah. kind of movie. <laughs> it's not a. It's not about war or anything like that. But I mean, I guess just personal turmoil. Um, war a lot with of yourself. War with yourself. Um, the movie's called Stutz. Uh, it's um, Jonah Hill's making a documentary about his therapist and about you know a lot of his practices, a lot of his philosophies, and how Jonah Hill in going through this transformation with his therapist wanted the world to know about you know his teachings and how the world can better themselves he wanted to get the message spread out more um but it's very very personal i mean yeah obviously it's about therapy and it's literally about the therapist who changed his way of thinking and the way he communicates with himself um jonah hill's in it they're both in it the entire time um, it's like a back and forth. It feels like a therapy, like like a intro to therapy class, mm -hmm. right? It's just um, the uh, therapist um, Stutz, but Phil Stutz, I think is mm -hmm. Phil Stutz. Um, and all of his philosophies are very eye opening, and they're very, I think, very beneficial for people who you know are in need of of, of good mental health, you know, guidance. Um, but in the end, you know. It's just a very personal movie about Jonah Hill's tra trajectory, right? Of, you know, becoming a better human being and, and, and learning how to deal with certain situations. Um, and it's all attributed to, to, to Phil Stutz, his therapist. Um, it's really touching. And a lot of the things that Jonah Hill, he struggles with, like the documentary, he struggles with it a lot. And he talks about it openly with the therapist. Um, and it's just this back and forth of just, I, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. And he's very vocal. And a lot of the times people who are in therapy, they, they like he has this quote in the very beginning of the movie where Jonah Hill's like, a lot of times you want to talk with your friends and you kind of talk about your problems and they give unsolicited advice and it's bad advice. And then you want to go to your therapist where you actually need like the advice and they kind of just want you to talk where it's like, I want my friends to just listen to me and I want my therapist to actually just give me the advice that yeah, I need to get yeah. better. Right. It's like, it's like crisscrossed. And so a lot of his philosophy Phil's, is a very proactive. It's very like, you can do this thing. And by doing this thing, it'll help you today. It'll help you like right now. It'll help you in the next hour or so. So you can like, you know, help yourself get better each and every day. Um, but yeah, no, I found it super fascinating. Um, it's very open and it's very, will, will it make me cry? It made me emotional. I, it didn't make me cry, but it did make me emotional. A lot of the things that Jonah Hill went through a little bit, I kind of went through, or I'm going through certain with, you know, family relationships with his mother and stuff like that. I think he's very open and not just like in terms of his childhood or anything like that. He's very open in his filmmaking and he's very honest. Right. And I think a lot of it has to do with Phil Stutz and cause he's heavily involved in the movie too, where he's just very open about the process and about like, yeah, yeah. You know what? We are in a green screen. Like look, and it, like, it just, you know, he just, he's very open about it and he doesn't, necessarily care about making it perfect he talks about that in the documentary he's like i really don't care it's perfect i care that it's finished mm -hmm. i care that we went through this together um 
But yeah, I don't know if um I can really dis- like relate it to a lot of other things um that I've seen in terms of doc I mean I haven't seen a lot of documentaries and you know am I honest like just being honest with you I haven't seen a lot of documentaries but this one really did stand out to me and um shout out to my mom who like reminded me that this movie was on Netflix she's same. like you should watch this movie cuz she she watches Ironic a lot of enough, things ironically Brian did, like her, um his mom did the same thing with him um, do you know anything about the movie? How about the documentary? I just know it's like kind of like a therapy session. That's about it. Yeah. Um, it starts with like a therapy session. Um, and yeah, I think um, for those of you who are interested in Jonah Hill, if you're interested in therapy, if you're interested in both, and just in filmmaking in general, this is a very good documentary for you to watch. It's not long. It's like an hour and a half. Um and I found it very helpful. I found it very enlightening. I found it very, um, I don't know. I just, it, it's one of those things where I, I've applied some of the things, you know, I really don't usually do that where I'm like, I'm going to apply this to mm-hmm. my everyday life. But I think it's, um, I think it's been helpful for me in the, like the last three days, That's good. you know, so. That's good. Um, yeah. So I would recommend you watch Stuts on Netflix. They're both on Netflix. Oh, yeah, well, Netflix, Netflix originals. So Netflix original. This is a sponsored video by Netflix. Um, they're paying us a lot of money. For... Choose which order you want to watch. Yeah. And this can be very important. Yeah. The outcome of exactly. What happens. Exactly. So um, again, this is brought to you by Netflix. We're just kidding. It's not. Yeah. But if they want to sponsor this podcast, let uh, them know. If you're if you okay. work at Netflix, put in a good word for us. We literally reviewed two of their movies. Come on now. Um, but yeah, those have been the things that we've been watching. We both gave very good reviews on these movies. Um, so, yeah, that'll be the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you want to find out where you can best listen to the podcast, visit our Anchor webpage at anchor.fm slash thinkmovieshow. Follow the, the podcast or the show on social media at thinkmovieshow, on TikTok at thinkmovie, and visit our YouTube page at thinkmovieshow, um, where we're dropping you know, just clips of, 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 all the, uh, of all the great topics that we're talking about on the show. Uh, Brian, where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Brian Prado, uh, Letterboxd, Brian Prado. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can find me at Cisco Lopez underscore 14 on Twitter and on Letterboxd as well. I think it's under Cisco Lopez 14, I think. Um, and on TikTok at Cisco Lopez underscore 14 as well. Um, you can find all my movie takes and all my film reviews on Letterboxd and on TikTok. Um, all right. All right. See y'all guys later. Peace.